amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners. You are live with Apostle John L. Solomon, the lion among lions in the lion's den. It is my purpose today to bring you strength. Strength from the lion's den is a compelling talk show that discusses life's difficult situations through relevant topics, important issues, and empowerment from a biblical perspective. The lion's den will bring you the energy of encouragement, transcendent godly wisdom, the efficacy of knowledge and education, and primarily strength to the weary life from the sourcehood of our connection with our Savior, Jesus Christ. So what I want you to do right now is roar for your victory, roar for your power, roar for your prosperity, roar for your deliverance, and roar for your strength. All right, listen, tonight's show is about the power keys, a book I wrote uh, about four years ago, it's, and it's, it's about unlocking doors in your life. Uh, are you looking for a breakthrough in a pivotal way that will change your life? God has given me keys that will help you unlock some major doors, gain a strong vantage point, and make necessary radical changes in your life. No panel this time. It's just you and I, mano imano. So you can either call in and and uh, my callers, I see my boys lighting up, well, you know, all across the world. Well, not exactly. That's a little embellished, but that's okay. That That's coming. But you can just call in, and you can either comment, give a comment, or you can give a question, or you can just give me your power key that has unlocked doors in your life. So guess what? You are here tonight with me, Apostle John L. Solomon. No panel, so as I normally do, let's hear it from me. So thank you. Thank you. You are a great crowd. Thank you. Thank you. 
I'm humbled. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Listen, in uh, one of my, my my favorite movies of all times is A Few Good Men. Every time it's on the networks, I just look at it as if it's my first time. I'm sure you got movies just like that. You look at, and it's like the first time watching it all over. You you may have somewhere to go, and you're standing there looking at it as if you've never seen it before. Well, what one of my favorite parts is when Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholas were having this heated, heated exchange, and it, it, it went a little something. I'll like answer that. the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Oh my goodness! What wasn't that something? You can't handle the truth, and you know what? I, I love that, but sometimes that's where we find ourselves. Unable to handle the truth. I don't want to bring up this current administration, but there's a lot of untruths going on. You know, a lot of uh, slinging of uh, comments and situations and events that aren't really, aren't really truth. And they're saying they're facts, but aren't there aren't truth. And in our lives, sometimes we encounter situations that uh, even uh, that may not be grounded in reality, or we may not be grounded in reality, but then it comes back to what is your reality? Some people say your perspective is your reality. How you're looking at it can determine your reality. Um, there, there was a man who was on the subway, and he had five children, and five, they were little children. You can see one, two, three, four, five. Their ages were somewhere right there close together, and this man was sitting there, their father, with this like blank expression on his face, like he was staring into a, a black hole, if you will. And the children were just acting a fool. As they say in the South, they were uh, uh, cutting the monkey. Yes, they were cutting the monkey. I, I, I think that's it. Cut, cut the monkey. Uh, anyway, I don't know what monkey got cut, but anyway, they were acting up. Okay, and the kids were acting up, just going crazy, just all in an uproar. And the man who was sitting next to him, he was just getting disturbed and more disturbed by the moment. And he looked at him. He said, "Sir, can you please control your children?" And the man kind of snapped out. He said, "Oh, oh," he said, "I'm so sorry." He said, "Uh," and the man said, "Well, what's the problem?" He said, "These children, that their mother just passed away, and I don't know how to tell them." So sometimes we can be looking at a situation and think we understand the, from our perspective, but you must always remember there's another perspective, uh, the truth, as we just said. So one truth that as I go into the power keys tonight, one truth that I have learned to my heart, my itty bitty heart, one truth I've learned that nothing works no matter how great or guaranteed it may be. If you do not take hold of it and put effort into it. it, it it takes effort. It's not all. It's easy sometimes. It can't even be brought into the equation. You're gonna have to put some effort into it, some muscle, some back work. You're gonna have to get into it. But like they say put your back into it. You're gonna have to make some things happen. And you know what? You make it happen the more, even when you don't feel like it. So. Just as my power keys, I thank God for them. They've been a blessing to my life, and I hope they become a blessing to your life. Um, And talking about keys, keys are symbolically seen as power. You ever seen somebody with a whole lot of keys? Anybody who has a whole lot of keys normally has a whole whole lot of uh, access into doors. You know, janitors, uh, 
uh, bosses, things of that nature. People have keys to open doors, and they're seen as power because they give access and entrance, having power to open. They can open up things, or they can exclude people from all the treasures of a city, a house, or a heart. You know, a heart is a house of love. Now, I'm not going to say that. I could, though. I'll leave that to the five heartbeats. But the key is also used in scripture as a symbol of power and authority, whether in the church or state. See, we all want to break through to that infamous next level. But sometimes your breakthrough hinges on the turn of a key. Did you catch that? How McPherson said, did you catch that? Your breakthrough hinges, hinge, door, key, turn key. Okay, okay, you got it. You, you with me. <laughs> the key that the key that gets you in it unlocks the confidence that helps you win it. What that is saying is that it, when you have a key and you unlock that door, it brings you confidence. It's like, wow, I, I've broken through. I've unlocked it, and now I'm at this level. And you look and say, I got this far. I can go higher. I can go higher. So every accomplishment that you put your belt, whether big or small, gives you the confidence to go even further. Now, you're going gonna to face some obstacles. You're going to face some challenges, but hey, you get knocked down, you're going to stay down. No, you're going to get up and you're going to keep going because you're going to have some good days and you're going to have some bad days, but don't let the bad days dominate you. I had uh, my brother uh, Ron, the real deal, Lindsay, on the show last week, and one thing Ron said, don't let what happens to you happen in you. Now, you know, I had to steal that from him and begin to adjust it and tailor it to my own understanding. Don't let what happens to you happen in you. And I, I, I said, wait a minute. Now, what, what is he saying? Don't let what happens to you happen in you. What exactly does that mean? So really looking at it from my perspective, what it means is don't let something and experience that's outward become the experience inward, where that inward experience based on that outward stimulation now becomes a God or a law in your life. If you lose, say, three times outwardly, now you've lost three times on the outside. But instead of telling yourself, I'm getting ahead of myself, instead of telling yourself on the inside, man, I lost three times. Well, I win next time. You tell yourself, I'm a loser. Now, it happened on the outside, but you allow, it happened to you. I lost, okay? But then when you said, I'm a loser, now it happened in you. Okay, somebody tell Ron how I upgraded his little, uh, little wording there. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to start with power key number two. And it simply says, you can't start a new life with old ways. It, it, it's very obvious that that's simple, you know, obvious. I know that, duh, you know, but at the same time, when you think about it, a lot of times when we, when we're setting out to start a new life or start new things, just by reason of habit, we take the old things with us because we are creatures of habits and we love familiarity. So what's familiar, when we get into a new place and we don't understand the surroundings and everything, so what do we do? We revert back to what is old for us. We revert back to what I know. I'm just going to do what I know to do, what I've always done. But, however, you're not in that old place. You're in a new place. So when you're in a new place, it requires new, new techniques, new tactics. Mm-hmm, that's right. 
Listen, Second Corinthians five seventeen says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. We have to get to the place where we let the old become old and let the new become new. What the girl said in the movie, I keep my new new. Yes, I like that. Keep my new new. You keep your new new. <laughs> but that's what you want to do. You let the old things pass away and let everything become new. Every day you have to be renewed. Every day you have to renew yourself. The Bible said God's tender mercies that are renewed every morning. So you got to let your uh, old pass away and your new become new. Uh, a new start and a new lease on life cannot begin under the old contract or your old way of living. You got to be born again in your mindset, be born again in your attitude, even be, become born again in your emotional expressions and your outlets. See, a new season or a new life is a new person or a new thought away. The old cannot be transitioned into the new. I'm going to say that again. The old cannot be transitioned into the new. However, there is a stipulation, which leads me to a story, leads me to an observation that I made when I was working at a particular group home. I won't say the name because they got rid of me anyway. I ain't, ain't going to talk about it. I'm not bitter, but, you know, they got rid of me for, and it wasn't my fault. But anyway, let's go on. <laughs> the, the, the group home, they were, when I first got there, they were instituting a new policy. Mind you now, they already had a longstanding policy that was already in place. So the present employees were having trouble adjusting to the uh, new implementation of this new policy. But me coming in, I didn't know the old policy, so it was rather easy for me to pick up on the new policy, where the present employees were struggling with the new because they, had, they were so adapted to the old. And see, that's what happens when we have an old mindset and we're going into a new thing. Our old mindset kind of lingers around and ha we have trouble accepting the new. So, as I was saying, the old cannot be transitioned into the new. However, if the old becomes new, if the old allows itself to transform and extinguish the old way, then that old can transition into the new because however it may be old is no longer old once it transforms and so now you have an old in the new but the old is not new because it made the adjustments did you get that well i'm glad you got that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave that right there i'm gonna go into my first commercial break thank you so much for being here with me you are in the lion's den hold on Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through soundbites, slideshows, and more. 
No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. Hey, and we are back. I'm Apostle Solomon, and you are with me in my podcast, uh, Strength from the Lion's Den. We're, pow- we're powered by Win Win Radio. We inspire network radio, where they just want you to win. They want us to win. So I thank you for tuning in with me. Tonight, I'm talking about power keys, unlocking doors in your life. You know, so you need keys. To open up doors for you. Now that that last part, last part I talked about uh, a new a new life. I talked about a new getting rid of, rid of the old things, getting rid of the old ways, and forming new things. So I'm gonna go to one of my callers that's on the line. Let me see, can I find this young lady? Uh, where'd you go? Hold on a minute. <laughs> All right, my, my my first caller. You on the air? Uh, who am I speaking with? Rosalie McNutt. Hello, Rosalie McNutt. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine, Apostle. I'm doing fine. I'm doing even greater since I'm the first caller and I'm online. <laughs> you I had online. all what I was going to do, what I was going to say. I was writing down stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I'll have to add a because I don't know what I did with my paper. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, that's all right. You, I, wanna test, I just want to uh, say one thing first. You have made so much inspiration in my life. You and Minister Lisa, I'm telling you, I be on Facebook, and I suffer with anxiety and panic attacks. And I listen to, you know, I listen to the programs, and I know y'all praying for me, but let me tell you something. I ain't taking those Xanax. Okay, come on. And so I'm, you know, I do, I know how to do things, and I'm praying, and and I just, you know, just taking care. And uh, so far, I'm, you know, I'm doing good without taking them. But I know okay. the doctor, I need them. But I just want to let you know the inspiration and um, well, how you make me feel, you know, how you're showing well, everything. Well, your well, Rosalie, uh, I, uh-huh. ministry, I watch your, pro, I watch your ministries uh-huh. uh, on FaceTime, and I tell you, you're dynamic. Oh my God! Are thank you, you so much, Rosalie. You, you know what? You know what? I'm so appreciative of you. And you know what? Just you calling in today. One of my students was sharing with me that their mother has anxiety attacks and things of that nature, and she has to take her Xanax or she may have seizures. Well, and then just you saying that, I think me speaking to her or her speaking that to me was preparing me just to talk to you tonight and to hearing your declaration that you're standing without it. You know, there's some people, Rosalie, who will say, well, she shouldn't do that. She shouldn't do that. But at the same time, we do want a quality of life. We don't want to be bound to medicines. But then on the other hand, we say, okay, our doctors, they're the experts and they're this and that. But, you know, God is our healer. And then at the same time, we know our bodies and we know what we have need of and when something is doing damage to us. So I want you to continue to recognize your things. Let, let me let me just pray for you, Rosalie, while we're on the air because I, I yes, moved to please. that. Yes. You know, and I just thank God for you. Come on. Father, in the one, name of Jesus. One thing, Apostle. Mm-hmm. I, uh-huh. um, I lost my son October 22nd. Uh-huh. And 
I was so I couldn't even go to the funeral. I ain't gonna tell no story. I couldn't go because that that, that anxiety and panics. I couldn't go. But I what you. I did, I had to take a Xanax because I don't know <laughs> everything just came down on me, and a whole month I never took another one. Well, you know what, Rosalie, I'm I'm just gonna tell you straight up. When you feel like you can't handle certain things, you by all means you do what you need to do. If you have to right, take it, that, that. that that's that's not an indictment against your faith. It is right. not that that doesn't mean that you don't have the faith. That doesn't mean that God is not true. It just means right now I need more help than I can generate from within right now. And mm-hmm. that, that's that's what makes you a powerful person. Well okay. I realize anxiety is a struggle. It's a struggle. Mm-hmm. It really is. Right. It, it, it's, so, it's so many issues that uh, there are some issues that take center and front stage, and then there's others who are other issues because they don't generate a certain amount of commerce. They're pushed to the back, you know. But right, right, it, right. It, it, right. It is so prevalent in your life. Next next week, in a, in a few weeks, I'm going to be talking to uh, a panel uh, who have people who deal with uh, diseases and struggles and lupus and things of that nature. Uh, we're going to talk about living with pain and being victorious. Okay, and, okay. And these, I'm, all, I'm always on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate these some people who go through things that most, and I hate to say normal, but most of us may, you know, are fairly healthy who don't understand because we're quick mm-hmm. to tell people, okay, get up and come on, come on, let's go, let's go. Sometimes it's not that easy, you know? It's not. It's not. And we need, we have scriptures, we have prayer, but sometimes we have to just uh, get ourselves together and get some, you know, whatever comes to help us, you know? Right, right. But uh, I'm sorry for the loss of your son. Uh, How how are you? How are you now? I know you never get over it, you know. Right, but thank God, thank God I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Wonderful. Good, good. Okay, Rosalie, well, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this woman of God. I thank you for her disclosing her situation with us. And, Lord, we pray against the anxiety attacks. My community of callers, oh, God, there are people now who are praying. We're touching in a ring, oh, God, that she won't have to use that Xanax frequently, oh, God, on her days when she needs it by all means. But, Lord, we pray that you strengthen her. You said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if he dwells in us, it will quicken our mortal body, Lord. We pray for the quickening of her body. And you said a person's spirit will sustain them in their infirmity, oh, God. We pray for the healing virtues that's in her spirit to flow through her let your ministering angels continue to be encamped about her, O oh God. We bless this woman, O oh God, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, O oh God. We see her press, O oh God. We see her pushing on. We see her taking care of those who she's responsible for. We just ask that you lead her and guide her and do great things for her, Lord, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, because she is a believer, O oh God. She has faith, O oh God. Now we look to you, O oh God. Now strengthen her in her mind, in her body, in her soul. Strengthen her and touch her in places that only you can. We give you the glory, great God. We give you the honor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, I Rosalie, thank you. You're so welcome. You're a New Yorker, right? Yes. Okay. What, what, what and part? I want, and did, I let them know that I won the the, the book, the email book. I won. Yeah, that's right. And I well, ordered the workbook. I already got that. 
Ah, wonderful Rosalie. Well, I thank God. I thank God. Rosalie, now listen, she got she won a copy of my uh my book, The Power Keys, which we're talking about tonight, and she received the ebook and she went out and purchased the uh the, the counter to it, the workbook. You can get That's it yourself right. on Amazon. Rosalie, I thank you so much for being a part of this show and supporting us. I thank and you. And I love, love you. you and and Minister Lisa. I tell you, I really do. Well, I really we thank do. You so and I say, God had made a way for our past to cross. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I look forward to the day when we see you face to face, all right? Okay. All, all right. right. Thank you for being on. Uh huh. Wow, that was incredible. That just inspired me. Man, Rosalie, guess what I'm going to give you? I'm going to give you a lion's roar. Because you are a lion. I ain't <laughs> All right, listen, uh, let's continue on. Power keys. The the power key I'm about to bring you now is power key number four out of my book. It says, keep your heart and save your life. I'm telling you, when God was downloading these uh, power keys to me over the years, it was it was things that I've experienced, ups and downs, trials and tribulations, ins and outs. And some things you laugh at. You can't laugh at it when you're in them because they're no laughing matter. But when you get through them and your soul look back and you don't wonder how you got over, oh, you knew it was God. So this power key said, keep your heart and save your life. Because that's what God used to tell me. He said, son, keep your heart. He always said, keep your heart. Don't you let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart just go willy-nilly. Don't you lose control. Keep your heart and save your life. In Proverbs 4 and 23, it said, keep the uh, King James Version said, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Your business flows out of your heart. Now, we are we we social media people and we know there's some people, they put their business all out there. And who are we to say you shouldn't do that? Because, yeah, you know, it's kind of a bad thing to do. But at the same time, there are some people, they just. Whatever come up, come out. Hey, you know, more power to them. But at the same time, your business is in your heart, and you have to watch over your heart with all diligence. You have to watch over it. For out of it, the, in the New American Standard Version says, for out of it flow the springs of life. That, that flows out of your heart. Your heart is so valuable. Now, there's the physical heart inside of your body. Now, even it is protected by this thick rib cage, you know, I got I got a six pack. I got a six pack right here, so my six pack protects my ribs, and my ribs protect my heart. We ain't gonna talk about the six pack too much, but let's go. Listen, you have to maintain a jealousy over ourselves. That's right. You got to maintain a jealousy over ourselves, a knowing of ourselves that is better than what anyone else knows. Sometimes we can allow other people to know us. Better than we know ourselves And that's not a good thing for you to be So open that people can walk all up And down the corridors of your spirit or whatever You have to guard against that That's that place where you and God Share you, you can't entrust Yourself, the personal You, the beautiful you The tender you with everyone Because dear hearts For lack of a better way to say it Not everyone has Your best interests so you have to make sure that your discernment is keen when it comes to your heart and how you open it and who you allow to get in it. What my write-up here says, a strict guard upon all the avenues of our soul. Keep our hearts from doing hurt and getting hurt. 
I'm going to say that again. Keep our hearts from doing hurt and getting hurt. That's what Jabez said when in his prayer. He said, Lord, that I cause no pain. My God, in, in this life, we're gonna. there are people who are or they cry victim, and I'm not saying that as a uh, a, slant, a slander against them, but there are some people who uh, they cry how much of a victim they are, how everybody hurt them. But you got to understand, we may have inadvertently hurt others, so we can't we can't walk around in self uh, self condemnation or self righteousness as if everybody else is wrong and we're right. But you got to look at who did I maybe who did I hurt? Maybe I didn't mean to, but I may have hurt someone also. So that's a part of guarding your heart. Uh, the Bible also says you got to keep it from being defiled by sin and darkness and evil and negativity. You can't let it get so dark inside your heart that you just mean, angry, nasty, bitter. There are some people like that, and there's no light in them because they've become defiled by the darkness and the negative experiences that they've gone through. So you got to keep your heart as a jewel, as a vineyard, and keep keep out bad thoughts. They're going to come, but you got to drive them away. You said, no, 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 not today. Get that, get that out of here. you got to keep it with all keepings. you got to keep your heart because you it's your heart. It's your life. These are your issues, and you got to let God – got to pray for yourself sometimes too. We pray for others, but you got to pray for yourself. And you got to say, it is me, I'm standing in the need of prayer. <laughs> I can't do that too long. I have to do a little sound bite, okay? But keep your heart. Watch over your heart. Our issues are our business that must be given careful consideration and strict observance. So mind your business by being attentive to your affairs, your issues that rest and flow from your heart. So watch over your heart. Watch over yourself, okay? You are very, very important. I'm going to leave that right there, and I'm going to go to a break, so stay with me. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on Win, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. And we are back. You are in Strength from the Lion's Den. Strength from the Lion's Den. I'm your host, Apostle John L. Solomon. 
Tonight, we're talking about power keys, unlocking the doors in your life. Uh, it feels so strange. I don't have a panel to talk to or throw around. It's just me, mono e mono with you. But it's so powerful. Man, Rosalie called in, and she blessed my soul. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to the lines again and take another call from uh, a caller. Let me see who has appeared. I have so many people, so many people on this call line. Well, not so many, but you pray, you keep praying. We're getting there. All right. Let's see. All right. Caller. Do I have a caller? Yes, you do. Uh-oh. I think I know who this is. This sounds like Lady Solomon. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it well, is. come on now. Come on. How you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, dear. I'm doing wonderful. All right. Well, what you what you want to do? You want you want to compliment? You want to comment? Or you want you want to criticize? No, you can't criticize. You you have a sofa. <laughs> you have if you criticize, you might have a sofa ministry tonight. We don't want you to have a sofa ministry. Um, go ahead. What you what you want what you want to say? What you want to share? What's okay. I, hello to all the listeners. I first want to start off by giving a compliment. Um, your book has definitely been an encouragement. To all of those who have read it, it is truly a blessing. If you do not have the Power Keys book or the workbook, please, please purchase that because it is a true blessing. And this show tonight, it is definitely a blessing for those who are listening. What I want to do is share one of my Power Keys. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You said you're you going to share one of your Power Keys? Yes. All right. Okay. Let let, let make sure make sure we're recording because I may have to borrow it. So go ahead, let it rip. <laughs> okay. One of the power keys that I live by is just one word, and that's faith. Because if you walk in faith, you can receive the impossible, and you can do the impossible. And I say this because of a lot of what I've dealt with in the past, and even presently dealing with, especially with my health. Because if you walk in faith, you can live above that natural realm. And I have to even say to myself all the time, faith is not seeing. Faith is believing before seeing. Faith is seeing what you cannot see. Faith Mm -hmm. is not intellectual. Faith is believing in your heart. Faith is now hope and thereby is now in the future tense, which means faith is now. So I just wanted to share that with the listeners because uh-huh. that is active and it's also intimate connection with God. Because uh-huh. a lot of times we don't believe something that we don't know. So that uh-huh. intimate intimacy with God is the key to walking in faith. You know what? That's a, such a, that's such a powerful one. I, I like. I'm just looking at the different points where you said faith is not intellectual. You know, we live. We we work mm-hmm. among intellectuals. We live among intellectuals, thinking people. Right. So you you can you can take faith and you and if you can't process uh, faith, you know what I mean. If you can't understand something right. by faith, you, yes. you're right. You you will easily dismiss it. You easily dismiss it. Kick it to the curb. But then you said sometimes right. faith. Sometimes faith is not knowing. Is that what you said? Faith is not knowing. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right. But it's believing. So faith is is believing before seeing. You know, faith is not just seeing. It's believing before seeing. Seeing mm-hmm. what you cannot believe in. What seeing believing what you cannot see. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
You got to see it before you see it. Somebody, somebody said this. You got to see it before you see it, or you may not see it. I guess that's my my version of it. All you right, gotta now see I like it. that. You got to see it before <laughs> you see it, or you may not see it. Meaning that it may not come into circumspect within your community right. or your environment. Amen. Mm. Exactly. Girl, that's some kind of, that's, that, that's some kind of powerful. So the 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 power key that you gave us is faith, uh, faith for now, mm-hmm. or now. For right. Now. If you walk if you walk in faith, you can receive the impossible and do the impossible. Mm, I like that. I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to tweak that and see can I make that? Okay, I, I got it. I'm, I'm gonna work <laughs> with that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. All I'm right. Gonna All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that one again. I'm gonna use that one again. Okay. All well, right. um, mm-hmm. well, that that was a that was a powerful uh, power key. How are you enjoying the show tonight? I am loving the show. Wonderful. Wonderful. I think I think I'm gonna have to do it again. I'm gonna have to come back again uh, by myself. I, I missed my panel, but I'm really enjoying talking to my listeners. And you you are you you are you are a very powerful listener in my life. And I thank you for coming on tonight. You are a blessing. Yes. You are a blessing to me. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You are a blessing, woman of God. You know, gotta be, gotta be uh, <laughs> dignified. Woman of God, you are a blessing. You know how preachers get with it. I'm like, it's your family, man. Can you relax, brother? Can you relax and just say, hey, hey, girl, come here. <laughs> All right, let me stop. All right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get back to work, okay? Yes. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. All right, stay tuned. Don't you go nowhere. Then. <laughs> I'm there. I am right there. Yeah, that that was Lady Lisa Solomon. Did did you hear? Did you hear her power key? She gave her personal power key. Faith. We 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 must have faith. Faith is so. Uh, the Bible said, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." So faith is key. Just like uh, Rosalie was saying, she said, uh, uh, "How she said, you know what? She said, I'm not gonna take. I'm not taking it. I'm I'm believing." I'm believing something. You you got to get to a place where you believe something other than just the physical report because your eyes and the evidence of the natural can tell you one thing, but God can have a whole different plan. Just like when he told when Peter said, "Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Bid me come." And what did G, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, "Come." Jesus said, "Well, think about the water and understand the trajectory of the waves and measure the circumference of the bottom of the boat and look at the dynamics of the life jacket. No, no, Jesus just said He said, "Come." That's the word. He stepped out on "come." He stepped out on the word. Jesus told him to come, and he stepped out on that word. And that's where we have to be with God when things are not looking right. When things get a little rough for me, I said, "Lord." You said, I said, Lord, you called. I said, Lord, you gave. I have to go back to him and say, Lord, you gave me this word. You told me this, and it's a little rough. But you know what? What's so powerful about God speaking to you to do something is the fact that this uh, this apostle named uh, uh, Kelly, Apostle Kelly, when I first uh, getting ready to go into the pastorate, I sat down. I talked with a whole lot of uh, bishops and apostles and ministers and deacons. You know, just wanted to uh, get some some information, get some understanding, because the Bible said there's safety in a multitude of counselors. And one thing that Apostle Kelly told me, I said, "Man, I'm trying to. I'm doing what God says, and um, my pastor don't believe me." He said, "Well, why should he?" God didn't speak to him. He spoke to you. <laughs> I just said, wow, that that was such 
valuable wisdom. You can't expect everybody to believe you all the time. And just because they don't believe you does not mean that God didn't speak to you. And just because you do what God says and it's not smooth sailing still does not mean that God didn't speak to you. It's going to take some faith. All right, let me go to power key number six. This is one of my beautiful ones that I love. It says get past personality and get into principle. And my reference for this is the scripture, Luke 18 and 18, where it says a certain ruler came to Jesus and he said, good master. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. Jesus recognized immediately that he was trying to enter into Jesus' personality. You got to recognize when people are trying to make inroads into your personality in order to, because sometimes they may have an ulterior, uh, ulterior motive. They may be just trying to get in your personality and not understanding your purpose or your principles. So Jesus said, why callest thou me good? Now, we all know Jesus was good, so why would Jesus even question someone calling him good? I'm going to say that again. We know Jesus was good, and Jesus knew that he was good. But yet, Jesus still questioned, why are you calling me good? There's only one good, that is God. So Jesus identified his inroad into his personality. He said, wait a minute, you're directing something at me for a reason. What's the follow he said, you, you, you know the commandments, uh, don't, don't commit adultery, don't kill, don't steal, don't bear false witness, honor that father and mother. And the boy said, look, I kept all this from when I was a child. And, but Jesus said, you know what? You lack one thing. He said, go sell all your treasures and follow me. And the Bible said he left the way sad because he couldn't do that. He was keeping the commandments, but he was holding on to one thing. That was his material things. So. He was trying to get into Jesus's personality when he should have been getting into the principles that he was preaching, that he was sharing. Sometimes we do that. We can get we can get caught up into a personality and lose sight of the principles that are being given. Like, say, the, I, I, there's a certain preacher that I don't like. I ain't gonna say, I'm not going to say any names. Uh, I may have to meet them one day. <laughs> and um I, I just can't deal with them, their voice, their attitude. People love them. I'm just, I don't normally share my opinions, but hey, it's my show, my platform, so I can share it. But I'm not going to say the name. And I don't particularly care for this person because of their demeanor, their attitude, and especially how they, you know, it's just a lot of little things that irk me. We all got little pet peeves. But at the same time, my God, they bring some dynamic, earth-shattering, heaven-sent principles. So while I can deny their personalities, I'm mature enough to still understand and accept the principles. See, you don't, you don't, Jesus did say, if you, Jesus said, if they receive you, they receive me. Now, at the same time, you cannot embrace someone, but you still can understand their teaching. Why? Because their teaching, their preaching, their uh, ministry should come from God. So while I may not enter into this person's personality, I am. I still recognize the principles that they share are valid, and they're life-changing for me. And that's how we have to be when it comes to certain things. Um, as they say down here, in, uh, I guess it's country. You you eat the eat the meat and spit out the bones. You know, especially when it comes to fish. You you eat the meat and you spit out the bones. And sometimes, because if you eat the bones, it can choke you or whatever. So you have to spit out the bones. 
and eat the meat when it comes to things that you don't like. You said, just like medicine. What did Mary Poppins say? A spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. <laughs> so sometimes we have to look at what we don't like and say, what's the principle I need to get out of this? What's the reality? What lesson do I need to get out of this? Can I tell you something? Even when um, there's a, a heated debate or an argument with a loved one, you got to look and say, now, is this love or is there any love in this? The, the Bible says speak the truth in love. I remember I was going to get this brother one time. Man, I was gonna, boy, I was going to chew him down and chew him down one side and back up the other. God said, wait. He said, I know you want to speak the truth, but are you going to speak it in love? I said, ooh, and God, God, it, it, it held me. I said, man, I said, let me, let me, let me step back, because I know everybody want to keep it real. It's tight, but it's right. But at the same time, those are just sometimes those are cliches for folks just to get some stuff off their chest and unload on other people. The Bible says, speaking the truth in love. Sometimes you can tell somebody, you know what, your breath is really, really stinking. It is just bad, terrible, horrible. They're like, wait a minute, now, now you just, you just crush their spirit. You hurt them, but at the same, but it's not what you do; it's how you do it. He said, "Hey, you know what? I, I, you ever heard of some minty, minty fresh uh, crest or minty fresh uh, aqua fresh? Why are you telling me that? Because they got a sale on some toothpaste, you know, and some mouthwash. I think would be great for you, you know." <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'm, I'm being serious, but I guess that was a little humorously put. But you know what I mean. Speak the truth in love sometimes. And then the Bible again says um, open rebuke is better than secret love. Sometimes you do have to come at people in a firm way, but you don't want to come to the point where you're crushing people's spirit, especially tender people. So, but basically, to make a long story longer, get past personality and get into the principle. You may not like the personality and go into, and you may not like the personality, but understand the principle. All right, listen, we're going to take our last break for the night. I'm so glad that you're on here with me. So hang in there and hold on, and we'll be right back after this. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene. Blog Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. IRAIN, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I. I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R, reclaim my life. E, excel at living. G, grow in Christ. And N, nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled, with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy of my book today 
and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we will reign with Christ. All right, and we are back like a Cadillac, down in the back, sunroof top, digging the scene, you know the rest. Anyway, this is Strength from the Lion's Den. I'm Apostle John L. Solomon, and tonight we're talking about the power keys, unlocking doors in your life. And just know, want to know we are we're powered by We Inspire Network Radio. I tell you, I got some good people over there. I got the boss lady, uh, Annie Bell, and I got the boss man, B.J. Bell. Thank God for y'all. I appreciate y'all very, very much. Uh, we're having a great night. I'm enjoying this so much. Uh, I'm going I'm to go to the lines again and hear from one of my many, 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 many callers. It's just people calling from all over the world. You know, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Stay with me. All right, let's see who we have on the air here. Uh, hello, caller. You're on the air. Who am I speaking with? This is Pastor Brenda. How you doing, Apostle? Hey, 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 Pastor Brenda. How are you? I'm Good. doing well. Yourself? Oh, man, I'm doing. It's going to take heaven to beat it. I've been. Uh, My Lord. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing All great. Right. I'm doing great. You, you, got, you got a question, a comment, a power key? What, what, um, what's, what's, no, I just wanted to share uh, with you that this is one of my favorite books that you have written thus far. Um, it's an awesome Bible study, a tool to use in Bible study. Yes, I have used it. Teach taught from it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. But I well, remember this. I remember when you were putting this together. Uh huh. The power, uh-huh. uh, the power keys at the start. Yeah, it, it, it was a process. Uh, yes, it was. It was a process, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, you you went way you went back like a Cadillac with that one, boy. When I first when I oh, first I started oh. the book, yeah, you did. So, well, you know, we got I got we got plenty more books, and you got you have a book too that you've yet to release, correct? Praise God. No, you if just I, put if, me out if, there. If I, you? if I if I remember correctly, what was that book called? Them D's. Them D's. And what was what's the explanation behind that? Right, them 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 D's. And what's them the D's explanation the behind that, them that D's? distract you? All these everything that starts with D's, all distraction, deception, delusion. Mm-hmm. And the list mm-hmm. goes on with Dam- them D's. Damage, deterrent. Oh man, demons. Uh oh my god, that that, that that's gonna be pretty powerful. Well, I, I just I just want to do the foreword. <laughs> I, I look forward to that. I want to do the foreword. Uh, thank you all so thank you so much for coming on the air. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. I appreciate thank it you. so much. All right. You're welcome. All right. All right. Stay on. Bye bye. Oh yes. Listen, that that was so powerful. Thank you, Pastor Brenda and Pastor David. So well, but, uh, tremendous people. I, I was with them in Virginia. You know, pastoring my church there, and they were a part of the fellowship, very intricate part of uh, what we were doing. So, listen, then my last power key, I think this is going to be the last one for tonight, uh, power key number eight. Now, this is uh, a word I received uh, by a, a, a bishop. He said, I'm always becoming 
what I'm conscious of being. He said, I am always becoming what I'm conscious of being. I thought it was so powerful. Just the the very statement itself, uh, we're becoming something. We're becoming, we're growing, we're developing. Even as we get older, you're still growing, you're still developing, and you're still evolving into the being that you've yet to become. What's so powerful, what I like about becoming is when God speaks a word to you, uh, something he's going to bring to pass, guess what? When it happens, the person who received the word is no longer available. The person you were when you received that word, you're no longer that person. You're someone different, but it's the same you, but you're different. Your development is different. Your experience is different. When Joseph received that dream about the palace, he was a young man, just like me, young man, just like me. He was a young man, and um, he received the word that stuff was going to, that people were going to bow down to him. Uh, his parents, his brothers, he saw them bowing. And guess what? After the dream, he went through a series of trials. He was thrown into slavery in a pit. Then he was thrown into uh, slavery in a house, working in a house. And then he was lied upon. Then he was put in prison. But eventually, he ended up where the dream said he would be, be. But the person who received that dream was not the same Joseph. The Joseph who received that dream was not the Joseph who was there at the fulfillment of the dream. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is God spoke a word to you sometimes back when. Guess what? When that word comes to pass, it'll be you, but it won't be the same you that received that word, meaning your mindset will be different. Your attitude will be different. Your understanding will be different. Because sometimes we get a word, we're not as humble as we need to be to receive that word, you know. If God said, you know what, you're going to become so wealthy. You're like, oh, Lord, praise the Lord. You run around the church, do a backwards flip, cut a a split, and kick off your shoes and knock off three women's wigs. You know, you're just so excited. But on your road to becoming wealthy, let's say your car get repossessed. You lose your job. You have to go in through go. Into bankruptcy So many things happen along the way You're like my God I thought I was going to become wealthy Well guess what All those things that are happening Are participating And you becoming the person To receive that wealth And so when you get there And you're now wealthy Guess what you ain't running around the church You ain't cutting splits You ain't knocking women's wigs off You have an understanding That this road that I travel was a road to perfect me, to complete me, to help me to understand how to manage finances, how to understand the sufferings that people go through, the setbacks, the miscues. So now that you have wealth, you're able to help deliver those who are not as fortunate as you now are because of the road that God took you. My God, that's the Holy Ghost. There's something else right there. So, Understand, I'm always becoming what I'm conscious of being. Uh, one of my uh, one of my mentors, uh, Bishop William Saunders, he he taught me the art of pastoring. I, I call it that, the art of pastoring, because that's what I was being taught by him. I didn't understand it because he passed away early in my tutelage, uh, and 
he said to me, Pastor Solomon, every time I see you, you look more and more like a pastor. My God, that, it, he said, every time I see you, you look more and more <laughs> like a pastor. That that did something for me. It meant, you know, because when you're a new pastor transitioning from, you're, you're, when you're a new pastor, you're trying to become a pastor. Instead of just being what who you already are, because you don't realize that in order for you to be what you are, you're already doing it. You you're, you get promoted because you're already doing something. You're already doing the work. So I, I found myself trying to be a pastor instead of just instead of just being a pastor because I thought I had to tote a big Bible and I thought I had to wear a tie every day and I thought I had to quote a scripture every third paragraph. So I was trying to be what I thought a pastor should be instead of being myself, the person that called me. And I'm going to tell you what happened to help me to understand that. Uh, I know I diverse away from what Bishop said, but it's all, it all goes together. Uh, I had, I was told in the big Bibles, cause, you know, because somebody said, you know, you, you, you don't, I had my hair a little certain way. You know, I got, I got long, beautiful dreads now, but I had little, Little little beads. I used to roll up my hair, get it twisted and stuff, and and you know I would wear sweaters and little slacks. And someone said, you know, you don't you, you don't dress right. You don't dress the part. So, you know, you don't dress like a pastor. So I started wearing suits and you know had my hair cut, trimmed neatly, and you know, so I, I felt like okay, now they will accept me. And guess what they told me? They said, you know what? Nah, you don't drive the right car. You didn't go to the right schools. You're not a part of the right clique. And I said, hmm, they still don't accept me? And I said, wait a minute. When I was doing my own thing, they didn't accept me. And now I'm trying to do it their way. They still don't accept me. I said, you know what? I might as well just do and be who I am. Because either they're going to accept me or they're not going to accept me. One thing I do know, God called me and I am accepted in the beloved. You understand what I'm saying? So, Back to what when Bishop said, man, you look like a pastor more and more each time I see you. That did something for me because now I, 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 I was conscious of becoming what I was already being. Mm-hmm. Let, let that sink in. You have to become conscious of what it is that you're being. Okay? <laughs> All right. And this, my, and this is my final one. For tonight, I, I, it's so many I could give you. I guess I have to save them for the uh, next show. I, uh, I want which one? Okay, I got a few minutes. Let me see which one do I want to give you? A breakdown? No, don't compete. No, I don't want to think. No, I'm going to give you this one. Your inward conversation. This is power key number twenty-three. Your inward conversation creates your outward manifestation. Based on Mark five and twenty-eight. The woman, with the, the woman with the issue of blood. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. I shall be whole. I shall be made whole. Mark 5 and 28. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I shall get well. Your inward conversation creates your outward manifestation. What you tell yourself on the inside is what's going to happen on the outside. Even if what's happening on the outside is not lining up with what you're telling yourself on the inside, you keep on telling yourself what's on. You keep telling yourself that. 
your inward conversation, what you're saying to yourself. You keep talking to yourself. The little train engine that could told himself, I think I can. I think I can. He kept saying, I think I can. So he got to the point, said, you know what? I don't think I can anymore. I know I can. And you know what, believers? You know what, listeners? I know you can. You got to begin to talk to yourself on the inside so that your outside lines up with what you're saying on the inside. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the sick say I'm healed. Let the poor say I am rich. You got to tell yourself some things on the inside and believe it because the Bible said if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and do not doubt in your heart, but believe the things that God said no. Believe the things that you said will come to pass. Guess what? You're going to have what you say. It may not be overnight, but my friend, your inward conversation going to create your outward manifestation. Thank you so much for being here with me tonight, Apostle John L. Solomon. Strength from the lion's den. Hey, I tell you, come back with me next weekend, where, I mean, next Wednesday, where I'm going to be talking with some teachers about public education, what's missing, and what are we missing. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless you, and have a wonderful, wonderful evening.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.